You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome. I'm thrilled to have you back for another episode of Pure Presence. There's never a shortage of information to share regarding the current energetic patterns and fun ways to play in this energy. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Pure Presence. During this show, you will be offered information and reminders of who you really are. You'll be offered these reminders through the words that you hear and in the silent spaces between the words. Each episode will address various topics, but all for the same purpose. The clear intention of pure presence is that you know for certain and experience the bigness of who you are. The last half-hour segment of each show will consist of an energetic integration and balance session. In this segment, you will hear vocal toning, light language, and other right brain techniques for the purpose of supporting your alignment to you. This process is used specifically to bypass the left brain's tendency to simply remind you of what you already know and to allow you to expand beyond your limited patterns. Most people tend to feel deeply connected to a bigger part of themselves at the completion of these episodes. For that reason, when we are complete, I will leave you with a few closing remarks about how to get more information about this work and future offerings. If you would like to listen to this alignment but not participate in the energy work, just set your intention and it will be so. For those of you who listen to Pure Presence on Blog Talk Radio, please join us here on The Awakening Zone. The Awakening Zone is an easy-to-navigate experience and you don't have to sign up. There's a great live chat room where you can share your experiences and ask questions. Before we begin Pure Presence, here's a word from the Awakening Zone Academy. Welcome to I Am Child, a course for parents, teachers, guardians, guides, and caregivers of the new generation. Young Masters are looking to us to provide unorthodox pathways, deep wisdom and understanding, acutely sensitive approaches, far greater levels of freedom and dynamic platforms for creative expression, soul expansion and the ultimate unfolding of sovereignty. This course comprises six 30-minute audio sessions that will open you to a deeper level of conscious, intuitive connection between yourself and child. Information within this course will give you the ability to raise a child in accordance with the unique attributes of their own soul. This class is currently available for a limited time on Awakening Zone Academy. Register now. For more information, please visit awakeningzoneacademy.com. Welcome back to Pure Presence. So today, um, just looking at the the energetic pattern that we've been dealing with over the last, really over the last few weeks, um, if some of you um, caught the last episode of Pure Presence, oh, um, 
all about the children, you'll know that this energy right now is really pretty um it's really pretty significant. There are there are a lot of things changing in all kinds of ways and and when I I don't want to be that general, but it's like our humanity and our divinity are beginning to to really merge. And again, when humanity and divinity begin to merge, it's not that they become um, that they become one necessarily. It's like the two go together and create something brand new. And so, you know, for those of you who are looking for your divinity to kind of interact with your humanity and that divinity to somehow, you know, change every aspect of your humanity or in some way make your humanity um, like some kind of perfection, I, I think you might be disappointed. But if you would look at it from the perception of, you know, we have this, we, we are moving into this place of being 100% human and 100% divine. And the 100% human and 100% divine come together to literally emit a different frequency. It's, um, we, we emit a different, um, we flow a different energy out, and thus we, we receive a different energy back. So as humanity shifts, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, really becoming, um, hopefully humanity becoming more humane. But in this episode of Pure Presence Aligning to Self, what I really want to discuss is, is the humanity part of things. Because many of us, especially if we've been doing any kind of work, you know, over the years whatsoever, um, many of us have either one had to work very hard to be present in our physical experience um, and, and present in some ways to the human condition, to humanity itself. It's almost as if we have felt much more comfortable, much more aligned, if you will, with our divinity and the the energetic or the unseen aspects of us, you know, in many ways from many of us, that has feel, felt much more enjoyable, much more in resonance with who we really are than some of the very... Um, basic mundane aspects of our humanity, especially when we get into things like our psychology, our neurology, our physiology. Many of us probably have not always been all that excited about what's gone on in those levels and layers of ourself um, because, one, we either didn't understand that those layers of ourself were not individualized, that those experiences in our neurology, our psychology, and even our physiology, they weren't, they weren't strictly ours. Um, 
anybody who has more of a propensity toward the unseen aspects of themselves and feels more comfortable in that realm than necessarily um, the, the physical realm or has felt that way, most individuals that have had that perception, I would put in the same category as some of these energetically sensitive kids that I talk about all the time. And for that reason, you know, even though we may have been able to be more physical, we may have been more grounded into the physical experience and and having us, if you will, we were still and still are picking up the energetics, the more subtle aspects of, of everybody else's you know, of the collective consciousness of the neurology, the psychology, and even the physiology. So, you know, this, the reason I'm bringing this up is because right now we are in an energetic pattern where our divinity and our humanity are actually coming, it's like it's toe-to-toe. Our, our divinity is on the same plane, if you will. It's interacting at the same level um, of density, like we talked about before, that our humanity is. So there is there's an ability to interface, there's ability to communicate between the divinity and humanity, our divinity and our humanity. And when those two energies begin to become resonant, coherent, cooperative, communicative, then we do set out this other frequency. What's interesting is as they're becoming more coherent in that way, we are beginning to realize that 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 which we considered individual um, or that made us individual is not so individual, that we are we are picking up frequencies all the time and our physical bodies are feeling those frequencies and we can pretend that those frequencies are and whatever the um, whatever the configuration is that what whatever we um, express that as in our physical body we can make ourselves believe that that is ours alone. Um, and, you know, that's, we like to do that. We like to, we like to say, well, this is ours alone when we've come up with a brilliant thought or we've created um, some amazing, you know, body of work. Or we like to think in those moments that, yes, this is ours alone, but it's not ours alone in, in those moments either, the negative aspects of what we've created in our lives and our positive aspects of what we've created in our lives are, are not ours alone. And especially for those who have over eons felt more comfortable um, outside of form, if you will, than inside of form. And so what this really gets to is is a real need, especially right now. You know, if our divinity is toe-to-toe on the same plane of consciousness with our humanity, it is necessary once and for all 
to become very humane towards our humanity, okay, to apply that love, that compassion, that acceptance, that that awareness that um, we may or may not be fully conscious of, it's like it's time to begin to apply that to us to be humane to our humanity because I also watch a lot of people kind of believe that, okay, I'm going to do this kind of work, I'm going to do these kinds of things, and there's going to be some level of perfection. There's going to be some level, and some in some cases, there's going to be some perceived idea of superiority because of... Um, you know, because of the energy that we that we play with, it's really the furthest thing from the truth. Because what the divinity, what our divinity does, is ultimately it makes us more humane towards our humanity. It 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 allows us to know that there is simultaneously um, perfect order in the universe. And, and nothing that is, can be quote unquote done perfectly. It's, um, things happen in perfect order. Things happen in perfect configuration. Um, that does not mean that we do things perfectly or that that even is a necessary, um, projection. And that's almost an inhumane way to treat our humanity. And so, nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So to get that, it's like this idea of perfection is actually an inhumane way to treat our humanity. Our own divinity would not expect from us a perfection. Our own divinity simply provides more space, more choice, more um, response versus reaction, more opportunities for conscious self-awareness versus unconscious um, experience, right? So as this energy is coming in right now, and I mean right now, and offering um, more space within our humanity, more self-awareness. One of the levels of self-awareness that we're coming to is this awareness that the the thoughts that go on in our heads and the feelings that go on in our emotional body and the physical experiences that we are having are not ours alone. I'll give you a perfect example. The morning I woke up and I went to my yoga class and as I'm lying on the mat getting ready for this yoga class all of a sudden the thoughts are going through my mind and all about all the thoughts are about body image all the thoughts are you know um, the the perfection if you will or the perceived perfection of body image and and because I've been playing with this 
awareness, you know, recently um, and noticing what I noticed around it, I was very well aware that although, you know, we all have preconceived ideas about body image, what what I was also aware of is that that, that energy, those thoughts were not my thoughts. And from my thoughts, those thoughts are not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. You know, I am, I am not the thoughts that I am thinking. Those are energies, awarenesses. They are transitory kinds of pieces of information. And so it, there was a, it was an interesting sensation because one, as soon as I kind of played there, there was a moment of just clarity, mental clarity, uh, no thought, if you will. And as I was going through the, the practice, as I was going through the class, and um, this happens to be a hot yoga class, so, you know, it's, people are getting uncomfortable because of the heat and um, all of these other kinds of things. And all of a sudden there were feelings. And so I played with that a little bit more. Okay, these are these are feelings that I'm feeling. Um, and those could be physical sensations that I was feeling or they were emotions that I was feeling. Oh, you know, this is challenging or this is hard or, or um, you know, that, that feeling of, you know, can you do it? Can you not? All of those kinds of things. And again, I kind of played that same game. I am not, these are not my feelings alone. And something kind of, a little bit of a space was created. And then I am not my feelings. I am, if that does not equate with your feelings, the I amness of or the truth of who you are, the I amness, is not the thought, it's not the feeling. And it went even a little step further. I thought, okay, this is interesting because each time I played this game, there was a spaciousness, there was an availability, there was um, an allowing of something that was beyond what I had necessarily picked up before in that setting. And so then all of a sudden there was, you know, tension in the hips or, you know, um, strain in the legs or whatever that was. Okay, Um, what if I am not all of the manifestations within my body either? What What if I am not the body? And so that was a very interesting one because if... Any of you have been in any kind of focused um, body work, any kind of focused exercise, that kind of thing. You feel every nuance of your body as you go through that. And to even consider that some of the aches and pains that are taking place in that scenario may not all be related to you, but that your physical body is capable of processing those energies and so it does just like your emotional body may be capable of processing certain types of emotion and so it does and your thought process your mental body has a certain resonance or a certain ability 
to process certain thoughts, and it does. And when we begin to understand that as our divinity and our humanity come together more and more, that that the gifts of our divinity, you know, what what can you as an individual process or move through your physicality, your your neurology, your psychology, and your physiology that I as um, a different individual may not be able to process as effectively? And what can I process that maybe you can't process as effectively? There's this cross-current of energetics that's happening all the time. And so, again, I'll take this back to this idea of being humane to our humanity. Because when you think about how many times you, especially if you've had this energetic focus, um, this focus in the unseen, and then, so what happens if, if all of a sudden one day or over several days you have a series of really negative thoughts, really negative energy kind of going through your head? In most cases, that can be used as a reason to be inhumane toward yourself. And a lot of the reasons why we become inhumane to our humanity is consciously or unconsciously, we are still making the human condition less than the divine. We are we are still making the human condition an experience that is reaching for the divine versus actually being toe-to-toe, um, experiencing divinity. You're experiencing divinity in human form, right? So the divinity is not out there somewhere to get, and especially not right now. Right now, and I say especially not right now because our neurology, psychology, and physiology has been changing so much that there is a unconscious or conscious realization that divinity never was out there somewhere. There were never seven steps to heaven, so to speak, or wherever, that that the physical body is actually a portal, um, a reference point here on this most amazing and glorious planet. It's a reference point for all these beautiful aspects of you. So I was talking with somebody recently about, about, soul groups, so not soul families, but soul groups. And soul groups being all of the energetics, all of the vibrational information, if you will, that make up you, so that make up your expression or the the uniqueness of you right into physical form. So the physical form is one small, tiny tip of the iceberg. I know we've all heard that before, but we've probably never heard it, really heard it, because we've never heard it from a psychology, neurology, and physiology 
that were in this coherent representation between divinity and humanity. But nevertheless, it's like, so here we are in this, um, in this space where the, the physical body is here on this planet, and that is one small fraction of the soul group that you are. The expression that comes through as your personality, the way your physical body looks, the way you interact with others, that is one aspect of your soul group. And then there are all of these unseen aspects of your soul group. And what's interesting is that those, again, those aspects, or if you might want to consider that the aspects of your divinity, they are now actually becoming much more coherent with the aspects of your physiology. So so your physiology is beginning to change. Your and when your physiology begins to change, when your cells begin to change, when your organs begin to change, when there is more space within you than there are things in space, when you literally lighten up simply because those aspects of your divinity now have a a true entrance point or interface with the aspects of your physiology, let's say, all of a sudden you begin to experience the world differently. And I mean on this plane. So it's like whatever limitations we had before because we were because we were not at this level of coherence, it's as if that those limitations are starting to diminish. It's it's like if there was a ring of limitation around us, that ring of limitation is beginning to dissipate and our awareness, our expression, our experience of being human, of 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 all that goes into being human is broadening significantly. So, and again, we have this interface between the aspects of us that are our divinity and the aspects of us that are focused here in this physical reality. So we all know people who channel or people who get, you know, information. And, you know, that information comes from their divinity. It comes from those aspects of them that can have learned how to or who or have mastered the ability to communicate that level of their consciousness with another level of their consciousness. So we've seen that happen in channels and people that do those types of things for a long time now. But what happens if humanity as a whole is now being opened up to the experiences of their divinity, the awarenesses of their divinity. What if now there is an interface 
So if there's an interface, then for those individuals maybe who have never really considered that they were anything but physical, then all of a sudden they may be bombarded by additional information, additional information that's not coming from outside of them, but it's it's all it's an awareness and it's a it's an awakening, if you will, um, in their human reality. And this is where you get a lot of people right now um, waking up. This is where you get a lot of people who are questioning what they have believed to be true for so long. And the only reason they're questioning is now there's an interface between aspects of their divinity, what lies beyond what is simply physical and what is physical. We're beginning to we're beginning to see with real eyes. We're beginning to realize that that although we may have been very focused in this physical domain, that it is much more malleable than we might have perceived it to be before. For individuals who have been playing in this kind of work for a while and maybe um, accessing their the energetic the energetic aspects of their divinity and actually using those energetic aspects of their divinity to support, improve, enhance their physical life experience. This is, it's also opening and broadening for all of us right now as well. And so now there may be greater potentials and possibilities um, one example that I can give that I've really noticed personally over the last couple weeks is, you know, we we know the reality that we have created um, in this physical experience, and we know it because it's what we're living. This is the, the experience that we've created. And I've been kind of, I've been questioning that again lately. It's like, well, you know, are things meant to move with ease? Are things meant to be simply accepted um, as they are? You know, it's like there's a couple different schools of thought, if not hundreds of schools of thought, on, you know, manifesting, creating, all those kinds of things. And so it's kind of taken back to that that topic again, if you will. But the difference this time was that when I was, considering what I had created in this reality, um, there were also several other parallel realities that were available as well. And so I started asking, you know, well, why am I seeing, you know, I, I said a long time ago, especially when I very first started working with the kids, it's like, don't show me anything I can't do something about because my personality type, it would make me crazy to see something and not know that I could um, have an impact or that my attention to it would not create some positive kind of response. So when I was considering this, contemplating this, and I saw a couple different realities, I saw a couple parallel experiences, and it was as if 
like going into um, three different stores that all that all are uh, have the focus on maybe home goods or something like that, you know, refurnishing a home or something. It was like going into three different scenarios that where it had already been set up and being able to choose, you know, and choose is as simple as, ooh, I'm going to give that my attention. And, and that attention point, although it's not in the physical experience yet, it is an attention point that is pretty darn close maybe to your physical experience. And what I was noticing is, is I just kind of go, yeah, I like that one. That feels good. That's a, that's a nice um, addition or even substitution for this experience in this physical reality. It's as if by putting the attention there, all of a sudden it was able to begin to manifest in the physical world. The, the time lag is much shorter than it's ever been. And so whatever you're considering, it's, like, it's almost like topics come up. You know, um, you know, basic uh, uh, human considerations, you know, uh, where to live, you know, who to love, what to, you know, what to um, experience as, a, um, as just a joy. You know, all of these things are their energetic patterns. And right now, again, there is more and more available, consciously available, if we'll choose it, for every single, every single one of us. And so it becomes really fun to begin to just ask yourself questions. What can I be conscious of in my divinity that would allow me to be more humane to my humanity? You know, within my humanity, what would allow me to be more humane toward myself? And the way I'm using humane right now, too, is is every way in which your divinity would allow you to love yourself um, to the greatest depth of your being. You know, in in this reality, not leaving to get it, but but where you can really feel it in your psychology, neurology, and physiology, right? So today as we play in this energy work, what I'd like to do is I'd like to play in the humanity, play in the 100% human. Let's get this 100% humanity, 100% divinity um, connected up having a conversation, having a communion, um, being in union. And let's see what it allows. But what I would highly suggest is as you move forward from this call, ask yourself questions. You know, um, allow your curiosity to take off again. What do you know within your divinity that you can now apply consciously to your humanity for no other reason other than to love yourself more, to love the human experience more, to 
to love your day in day out life to to make your existence here truly matter to the only person that it really matters to which is you because if you are enjoying that experience if you are connected to that experience that energy as you make it matter to you loving being here loving the experience that you only get to have when you're in a human body, you know, loving that enough so that it's like it's like you draw to you all the particles that allow you to do that, but what goes out from you is a wave. It's a wave of energy that allows other people to begin to do that as well. It, it begins to create harmony between divinity and humanity, not just for you as an individual, but within the collective. So let's see where we can go today with this collective consciousness. All right. So if everybody will find themselves comfortable and breathing, breathing in and out, and just considering that good or bad, however you perceive it, your thoughts are not your thoughts alone and you are not your thoughts. Your feelings are not your feelings alone and you are not your feelings. And your body, even your body, not necessarily yours alone. It's a configuration, a a coagulation of all kinds of aspects. And you are not your body. Putting your awareness in this consideration all that's happening here is we're just loosening up the neurology, psychology, and physiology so that the energetic aspects, the, the aspects of our divinity can be more of a, to, can interface more fluidly with our humanity so that our humanity can actually begin to change So you probably heard me say somewhere along the line that, you know, the energetics of things, it's a lot of fun, but unless it does something to actually change your physical experience for the better, then, you know, then it's really just a bunch of experiences that can keep you up and out of your body, disconnected from your physicality. But in this energetic climate, with your the aspects of your divinity so available to your humanity, just, just, Placing your attention now in those aspects, 
the aspects of your divinity. Some of you know what some of them are. Some of them, some of you work with them all the time. You ask, you get information, you apply that to your physical life. Your life gets better because you've applied that unseen wisdom. So in this energetic climate, there are an awful lot of aspects available. And for those of you who have already been doing this, allow yourself to access a a greater level of refinement, even if you consider those energies that you aspect pretty refined. There's always an expansion of that energy. There's always more kind of unending And so allowing those energies, noticing them, letting them provide information either to the neurology, psychology, or physiology, feeling it in the body, feeling the expanse. of those aspects, the aspects of your divinity. Noticing the thoughts that you think simply because you have your focus on the vastness of those aspects. Noticing how you feel and where your emotions Maybe inhale and exhale. Kyok ok amata teesa kyonamalinamaita tekiyanamayasetetetokiyanamata. And then moving right into your heart space. And we all have reasons we've talked about before, where the heart space has been restricted, constricted, closed. There are places within us that have been hurt or wounded. We don't even know that they're hurt and wounded, and yet we are functioning from that place day in and day out. So, any of the wounding, let's make this easy in general, any of the wounding within that heart that is causing the heart to be restricted, constricted, closed down to the aspects of your own divinity and not being asked to open up to some unknown. You're being asked to open up to the aspects of you that have always been there, always available, and yet kind of 
In our conditioning, we just haven't looked in that direction. So, all of the blocks, all of the bites, all of the bits, you know, all of the the conditioned thoughts, all of the ways in which we've made those conditioned thoughts unique unto us by tweaking them one way or another just to make it feel like they were ours versus someone else's. And all the entanglements that go with that. Any block, bite, or bit that is causing that heart energy to be in resistance to the aspects of your divinity they ask you to command those the blocks to the ninth dimension the bites to the eighth dimension the bits to the seventh dimension all we're doing here is we're just putting that energy where there's enough space for it to dissipate There you go. So the heart, physical heart, not just the energetic heart, acts as a interface between your humanity and your divinity. It acts as a portal. And so when we hear things like, you know, love yourself, be easy on yourself, be humane within your humanity, toward your humanity, toward your imperfection, those aren't just nice things to say. They're kind of prerequisites to this connection with these aspects of your divinity. So allowing yourself for no other reason than you can, for no other reason than it feels so flipping good to just let the heart relax. Just breathe in through the heart, almost as you're breathing in and out of the heart, Breathing into those divine aspects of yourself and out into your physical experience. Into your divine aspects and out to your physical experience. There we go. Yeah, some of you guys are morphing. It's, you'll feel a space. You'll, you will feel spaciousness from that central part of your heart. It will, your body begins to feel lighter. There's, with this heart open, there's more capacity for response versus reaction. And with this heart open, there's more capacity for response coming from some of the higher aspects of your consciousness versus the limiting, limited conditioning. 
of your consciousness. Says go ahead right into the heart space. Just, just relax there just because you can. Just because it's available. Just because it feels good to be spacious. It feels good to know that you're connected to something beyond you. And yet, much of it is you. You know? The Much of you is connected to oneness. Much of the higher aspects of you are higher aspects of others. And some of us are good with certain aspects and others good with other aspects. But we're literally all working as one anyway. hasn't quite trickled down to the human experience. It hasn't quite trickled down to being humane within our humanity. But the interesting part is, is we are already interrelated. We are already working as one. So today, as you allow interaction, that oneness, to come from your divinity to your humanity. You create an opening in the heart that again, it kind of goes out like a wave. The heart becomes a portal to the awareness of our oneness. The heart becomes a tractor beam a receiver of experiences of oneness right back at you. What you put out, you get back. Human beings can spend so much time, so much energy, so much effort pretending to be separate where there is so little of us that is separate in any way. Okay, so let's enhance this energy in the heart space and enhance meaning that we are going to intend that the heart space stay open, that our own divinity. Mm-hmm be breath itself through our humanity, that our humanity finds the aspects of our own divinity worthy of keeping that heart open, 
And again, for no other reason other than it just it feels good. Actually, feels good to be connected. Feels good to be able to apply our divinity to our humanity. in that heart. Collect up that space and allow that space to begin to wave out, to ripple out. Allow yourself to be open to a more humane humanity. Allow yourself to be open to the realities that you yourself can create in your own physical experience simply by allowing yourself to be connected to the aspects of your divinity, allowing that portal to stay open, allowing your divinity to literally prove its worthiness to the shifting of your humanity, to the positive change within your human experience. It's already working as one. And the wave that goes out from your experience of that allows this to ripple throughout all states of consciousness, throughout all levels and awarenesses of humane within humanity. Like the divine goes out on the out-breath. You collect it up on the in-breath just for you, and then it goes out on the out-breath for the collective. Just like your mental body collects something up on the in-breath that's yours and it's not yours, and it goes back out as love, as connection, as whatever you say on the out-breath. And your emotions take something in. And then they let it out. What you, what you bring it into, what you intend to go out on that wave, goes out again, not only for you, but for all that you have taken in. All right. Nice inhale and exhale, everybody. Okay.
nice deep inhale and exhale. And if you've drifted a little bit during this experience, just allow yourself to be right here, right now. And as you're right here, right now, begin to move that breath again right into the center of that heart space, right in that place where your divinity and your humanity meet. And then allow it to be breathed out through your body. And then inhale it again and allow it to be breathed out past your body. Breathe it in one more time and let it breathe out to all of humanity. And now beginning to move your arms and your legs, wiggling your fingers and toes, rotating your neck and shrugging your shoulders. Stretching. And now three nice deep inhalations and exhalations. And on the third exhale, breathe your eyes open. Breathing your eyes open. Beautiful. So there's an awful lot of potential and possibility in this current energetic template. And the possibility and potential completely is the effect, if you will, of your divinity and your humanity, 100% and 100%, literally in the same plane of consciousness, coming right through that open heart. And it's not just a potential and possibility for you, but it's a potential and possibility for all of humanity. So play with it. What kinds of questions can you ask? What can you allow to change in the physical reality because you asked? What can you be open to that you haven't been open to before? What refinement of your divine aspect is now available to you that wasn't available to you before? So noticing what you notice and just having a really nice time with it. All right. So thank you for spending this time with me. You've done some powerful work today reconnecting to your pure presence. And over the coming days, you will notice the effects of this change. Please notice what you notice and be easy on yourself as unproductive patterns diminish and a fuller expression of your pure presence emerges. The effects of these sessions are cumulative. So please join me again on September 5th for another episode of Pure Presence Aligning to Self. For those interested in our newest population of children, you can join me on Pure Presence, All About the Kids, on July, nope, on July 29th. The next Level 1 certification process begins on September 15th and is now open for registration. This will be the last process that I personally will offer In 2015, the Level 3 practitioners will begin to offer this Level 1 certification. So please feel free to contact me through the website if you'd like to schedule a 20-minute consultation to see if that process is in alignment with you. 
Also, beginning in September, Level 2 and 3 practitioners will begin offering a course that I created just for parents of energetically sensitive children. The next Autism Healing Intention Program will begin in January 2015. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time is Miriam Knight with the New Consciousness Review. Today, Miriam hosts panelists reviewing a variety of books. Check it out for all your great summer reads. Also, if you haven't heard Sandy Sedgebeard's last episode of Conversation at the Cutting Edge, check it out in the archives. She hosted Allison Chester Lambert, and it was filled up with interesting facts and information regarding current astrological influences. Thank you again for joining me today, and until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings. and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.